Hey, I'm Kate Otten, tight end at the University of Washington, and you're listening to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. This is episode 59 uh, of our weekly episodes. We are in a full house tonight. We have Omari and Bennett here. Hello, Omari and Bennett. Hello. Hello. And we are going to get right into things. No business. Uh, no business. No nonsense. Uh, we have our Seahawks news. Big, big free agency signing. Just kidding. The Seahawks re-signed defensive back Demarius Randall, uh, and they plan to use Randall at cornerback, a position that he played earlier in his career with the Packers. Uh, and he appeared in 10 games last year for Seattle. Uh, Randall never really played a huge role uh, for the franchise. Um, it was just kind of uh, depth to be quite honest. And he did uh, pop in here and there when the other safeties would be injured, but they're going to push him back to cornerback. I uh, probably due to the fact uh, that there is need for some depth at that cornerback position. Uh, I mean, nothing too interesting. The Seahawks have kind of been a little bit quiet uh, recently um, in free agency, except for today uh, we're recording these on Monday. So this is the 12th. The Seahawks reportedly reached out to running back Giovanni Bernard before Bernard decided to re-sign, re-sign, to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, apparently, he was reached out to by Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. And uh, Joe Fan on Twitter was quick to point out that this may be a sign that the Seahawks have little faith in running back uh, Rashad Penny or just the running backs in general outside of Chris Carson. So what do we think about this? You know, the team reaching out to a guy like Giovanni Bernard, obviously he's not, you know, anything really towards the level of elite, but he's still somebody that could be productive uh, in pass catching situation. And he still has some value. What does this say about, you know, the running backs outside of Chris Carson? We're going to throw it to Bennett here. Uh, What do you think this says? Well, I mean, like, first off, somebody else was quick to point out, I think it might have been Bob Condota, was pointing out that, uh, like, Bernard is also a pass catching back, which is something we don't have on our team right now. I think the last time we really had a true pass catching back was like Kristen Michael. So what about CJ Procise? CJ and also JD McKissick, who was a damn good receiving running back, uh, who's balling out for Washington. I think is he still there? He must. Be. Yeah. Um. I just I think that I don't know if this shows that we're not pushing for uh, a Rashad Penny starting year anytime soon, but I don't think that's true. I think what that shows is they wanted a veteran presence other than Chris Carson. And obviously Carlos Hyde isn't with us anymore. So that veteran presence can be filled by Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard. Um, I mean, he's had some pretty notable seasons filling in because Joe Mixon is your annual uh, bust in fantasy where you waste your first round draft pick on him. <laughs> Uh, and then you get Giovanni Bernard week three and he does okay for you. And you're like, Oh, should I trade for him? And like, maybe get a wide receiver and another running back. But you're like, no, I'm still going to stick with, you know, Giovanni Bernard. And you play with him for a couple weeks and then Joe Mixon comes back. So you play Joe Mixon, but then Mixon uh, leaves in the first quarter. And um, then you have to go back to Bernard, but you already benched him this week. So then you don't have him. Uh, am I talking about personal experience? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, you definitely are. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> Very specific. Uh. I, so, but Bernard is not a bad back. I would have liked to have him on our team. But 
I don't think it means a whole lot. He's a good pass catching back. I don't think this means we're giving up on Penny or Dallas or any of the younger guys we have sitting in our pocket. I think, um, especially because we just re-signed Alex Collins. I, I, I just, I don't think this is like a show of bad faith to anybody we have. It is a business and it's also a culture thing. If we had the you know, veteran presence, uh, could have changed some things in there. So, Omari-san? Uh, not a bad move per se. Uh, hopefully this isn't like uh, Greg Olson in my eyes. I feel like we didn't get him. Let's clarify. Uh, yeah, no, he didn't get signed. No, I know, I know, he didn't get him. I'm just saying, if we do, no, he got signed. I hope it's going to. Oh, I'm so I'm so spaced out. That's crazy. <laughs> so spaced out. Let me recollect my thoughts and my ideas. Okay, my thing with the Seahawks is when they go and like get these like eh, okay like free agents is like I feel like they're not really trying to like commit to someone to really be on the team like they're just trying to get by and I feel like getting him that's what that would have been like when we signed Greg Olson I said that wasn't meant to be like someone that like okay they can really do something on this team that was just like uh get by at this position this season until we figure it out and I feel like we need to stop trying to get by and really address problems uh, there we go and it's just yeah. interesting to see that I feel like there is some like wanting somebody that's actually going to be healthy <laughs> throughout the season. But at the same time, there's the thing that uh, I don't remember if Carol or Schneider said it, but they said, oh, we're always looking at everything. Uh, compete this, compete that. So I, I think most of it's just wanting to compete and be better at the position maybe uh, or, or yeah. more consistent. Like that's only there are only two options right there. You could either try to like have a safety net or ball out and i feel like like let's see like you know it's like the fucking titans oops damn but like if derrick henry got injured what what are you doing <laughs> what, what are you what games are you winning <laughs> what I game so it, it it's a good point though because you look at like dallas uh zeke elliott went out they had tony, tony pollard. pollard tony pollard uh, so i see where they're coming from with their decision and i feel like the only reason that makes sense to me is because they feel like, okay, we can have depth at running back and address other bigger problems. And I feel like that's what they're trying to do. So they're not fully addressing the running back problem because compared to the other problems, this is probably like their smallest problem. Problem. I like, think I think you both make good points. And Bennett's saying that um, – oh, shoot, what was it? The, oh, the pass catching back. I mean, there's nobody really that I could look at right now at the running back position that's – a clear cut guy that you rely on in that situation. I mean, Travis Homer, maybe a few receptions, DJ Dallas. I thought he had potential. I thought he had potential for real. Who Travis? Yeah. I mean, he's still young. It's not like he's dead. He is. He is. Um, But it's it's not like there's anybody that I can look at on this roster right now and say, if we need somebody as an extra receiver on the field, come out of the backfield. I, I can't point to somebody. So, but then also with Omari, I mean, with, like if we're in, if we go back to week one in 2020, uh, who's your future tight end? It's not Jacob Hollister. Obviously, it's not now because with Buffalo. I mean, Kobe Parkinson yet to see him really. Uh, Greg Olson, obviously, he won't be the future of anything considering how old he was, and now he's retired. So I mean, to there is a point there, you know, and hopefully now looking at where we are right now, it's Gerald Everett. But yeah, I mean. 
So there's there's some things to look at that in that move, but I, it's it's not necessarily like, eh, you know, uh, we didn't get Giovanni Bernard and his Cheeto mustache. It's the end of the world. No, I feel like when it comes to the Seahawks, it really is about there's a lot of problems. So it really just comes to addressing the problems they feel like they have now. And so running back tight end, that's definitely going to be they actually no they address it they address the tight end problem this year too so they it seems like they're more focused on like the protection of Russ which is understandable so it seems like this might be a sign that they're trying to go towards a more uh, oh. pass heavy offense for us they're trying to get like a receiving uh, back that that kind of seems like what this is pointing towards so maybe know. in my maybe. mind in my mind the signing would have just been a. Um... This is our new third down back, Giovanni. Hey, let, me, let me have hope. Let me have hope. Let, let, yeah, let but me the have hope. Don't do that. We don't do the smart thing. You don't get hope. All right. Thing. Uh, and speaking of which, speaking of uh, the future positions, uh, next week we should do our uh, our draft thing, our draft preview here, and I think we'll I'll, I'll work on getting that set up. But the draft is at the end of the month, I think so it would make draft. the most. Yeah. Huh? What do you say? I think we should draft DK Metcalf. Okay, shut up. Uh, <laughs> I know he's um, got neck injury, but I think he looks great. I don't know, man. I think he'd be really good. Um, I feel like we should draft a li- random ass linebacker on this. Uh, yeah, we should get. We, oh, you know what? We Patrick Queen? From Nova oh. College. Ah, Patrick Queen. I love Patrick Queen. LSU. I got accepted into LSU. I didn't go. Um. Anyway, to get back on course, get the train back on the tracks here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I didn't go. Uh, Brandon Marshall, who is obviously the the greatest journalist there is, reported reported that Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll have come to an agreement and that their relationship is now better than ever and that Russ will be a SEAC for a long, long time after previously being on the entire opposite of the spectrum. I I don't know where Mr. Marshall gets his his information, but I really think that he maybe misses Russ because that was probably the best quarterback that he ever played with. Obviously, well, hold on. Played with Peyton Manning. Yeah, that's what to say. He what? definitely did. Yeah, he was right. definitely. Uh, where he played with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jake Cutler. Didn't he play with Manning in uh... Denver? No, he only played yeah. in Denver until 2009. Oh. He played in Miami in 10 and 11, in Chicago from 12 to 14, and then the Jets from 15 and 16, and then the Giants. Oh, he played with Eli Manning. Yeah. Oh. No, nah, this definitely wasn't confusion. I definitely even paid. <laughs> okay. I was like, what? So he did play with the Manning. Um, I definitely meant the better Manning. Enough of my – oh, yeah, Eli. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's got two rings. Uh, enough of my dig at Brandon Marshall. Uh, Carlos Dunlap, someone who might maybe know more. I don't know. Stated that Russell is here to stay. He said that Wilson would be with Seattle for years to come and that he is here to stay from Wilson himself. Uh, which played a part in Dunlap's decision to stay in Seattle. Uh, Wilson himself would then like a tweet about these statements from Dunlap, pretty much confirming it. So, you know, as much as Dunlap's statement and his Twitter can confirm, I think we're okay. I think maybe we can turn the Russell panic meter down a little bit, but not according to former... Now hear me out. Hear me out. He talked to Pete. He's like, hey, bro. Let me cook, bro. I'm really trying to like. I'm really trying to sling this rock. I'm good at slinging this is rock. That how the, trans- this rock. the transcript reads? Yes, hey, bro, I'm is. trying to throw this rock. <laughs> I'm just like this rock, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go get you a receiving back." Obviously, that fell through, but he's putting in the effort to find more weapons for Russ to throw to. Therefore, next season, 
it's going to be a more pass heavy offense. I'm telling you. Hey, I have a really, I have a, I have a way easier thing for you to do. Uh, this is a really easy line of thing. Uh, Shane Waldron, uh, Gerald Everett. I think that was Go to the tight end right now. I think that was <clears throat> Russell Wilson. We're going to let Russ do what he kind of wants to do this season. That's for me. Another season of Russell in the kitchen. I, I, I like my theory. I like my theory. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Um, to get back to what I was saying. Yeah, go ahead. Former Husky and former Seahawk Warren Moon does not believe oh. that Russell and Seattle and their relationship will last long. He said that the marriage is not going to end very well going down the road. Hey, I don't really give a shit what Warren Moon Yeah, I don't buy any stock. I think that's Warren Moon just trying to be relevant after his scandal. Yeah. Uh, which was settled out of court. So, you know, as I'm I'm kind of done with people telling me what they think about this relationship, especially from a guy who hasn't really been involved uh, with the team since that scandal. So yeah, I'm done with that. Me. You know, I'm done with that. Um, and then finally, in our last piece of NFL and Seattle related news, the NFLPA wants a virtual offseason after last week. Several uh, owners said that they would not see that happening. The players' union is pushing for an all-virtual offseason and is urging the players to boycott in-person OTAs. So definitely interesting to see how that will unfold. The owners might just get their way again. Uh, But it's obvious what the players want, and it's different from what the owners want. What a big shock. That's kind of how things go. Um, In changing hats here to look at our Seattle Mariners, this is where Omari, unless he chooses to, can take a, a nice snack break. Um, Go Manners. April 6th versus the Chicago White Sox, a team would oh, lose 10 to 4. Uh, player of the game for that game would be defensive, defensive, designated here, Ty France, with three hits and five at bats and one RBI. April 7th versus the Chicago White Sox, a team would win 8 to 4. Uh, player of the game would be third baseman Kyle, uh, quote unquote, overpaid Seeger with three hits and four at bats, one run, and three RBIs. We're going to see that name again here in a second, but. April 8th, the team would travel to play their first game on the road this year at the Minnesota Twins and lose 10-2 to in Minnesota's home opener. Player of the game would be catcher Luis Torrens with three hits and four at-bats against three different pitchers and one run. Uh, on April 10th, at the Minnesota Twins, the team would win 4-3. to right, Player of the game would be right fielder Mitch Hanniger with one hit, which was a home run, a run and two RBIs. April 11th, at the Minnesota Twins, the team would get a comeback win uh, after being down six to nothing, eight to six, player of the game would be Kyle overpaid Seeger with four hits, two runs, four RBIs, and one walk. Two of those hits would be home runs. I'm uh, wait, I'm confused. Is is he overpaid or no? No, the former team president in a meeting with the Bellevue Ballard Breakfast Rotary Club. Oh, I remember this. I remember called this. him overpaid and said it was probably his last year with the team, which looking at that right now and looking at the situation right now probably isn't ideal. Um, mm. And then there would be a game today versus the Baltimore Orioles, but sadly, like he, uh, how do I say this? Living in the past, their situation is they don't have a roof. And the rain caused the game to be postponed until tomorrow, the 12th, I mean, the 13th. So by the time that this is out, the, we'll probably be at the second game. Uh, but, yeah, it's probably good to have a roof. Huh? Are we doing a doubleheader tomorrow? Yeah, they're playing the two seven-inning games. Um, so Wait, what? Do they do that? Yeah. Whoa, that's got to be Probably more so this year because of uh, COVID. Yeah, they just want to get things over with. 
they they did it last year a couple of times. Um, but yeah, rain, 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 make the baseball go away. Unless you're at Seattle, then you can just put the big roof on. How convenient is that? Uh, this is where um, players of the game comes into play. Uh, huh? MVP of the week. Oh yeah, my well yeah, MVP of the week. Uh, this is a thing that's kind of new. I have mine, and Bennett has his. I will let Bennett go first. God, you know, this week I was pretty dead set on giving it to Mitch Hanniger, um, but holy moly, did Kyle have a hell of a game last night uh, to really lead the charge to get us back into that game after being down 6-0. and It was a game I definitely – I won't lie, you guys. I got a lot of stuff going on. I am one of those baseball fans who flips it off when we're losing by more than four. Wow. Um, like, statistically, we're not coming back. I can turn this off. So I turned it off and I looked and it was like four to six. And I was like, wait a minute. All right, I'll give it a shot. And then Kyle brought us back into it. So, uh, so I will go with Kyle as well, but I want to give a special shout out to Taylor Trammell who hit his first dinger also had a pretty decent week in terms of hitting. Uh, and I'm, I'm interested to see him grow uh, with the team. I, I think, I think he's kind of starting to get his footing. So I'm I'm happy to see him start to hit his stride against major league pitching. I think for the first time in a big way. Um, yeah, no, for a bit there before before the game uh, where they came back, I was gonna give it to Tremel just for uh, having his first one, uh, his first homer, and then that second homer. I was like, whoa, wait a minute, did it again. Uh, but Kyle Seager is pretty undeniable. I mean, right now he's sitting at a three fourteen average. Uh, two homers, eight RBIs, um, but uh, with a .927 OPS. Um, he had kind of a slow start, and, I mean, he always kind of has a slow start in the beginning of the season. But, uh, I mean, to be leading to be leading three of the five, like, major stats uh, for hitting with Ty France having batting average and OPB uh, ahead of him, uh, I mean, Kyle had leagues the team in 11 hits, eight RBIs, and two homers. I mean, I think he's, I think there's a tie with him and Mitch and, ooh, Trammell as well. There's a three way tie. Um, but it was, it, I mean, it's, it's exciting to see this team fighting back. And I mean, it's such a young team and Kyle's the pretty clear cut captain, I feel yeah. like, of that team. So definitely really cool to see. Um, and I would really like for the team to just pick up the $15 million option to say, all right. I don't. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, it's, and honestly, it's really not because the great thing about young players that are good is they're also pretty darn cheap. At the end of the day, you're going to pay less for uh, Crawford than you are for somebody. I think people wanted to put make a push for Flowers. Some someone. Uh, what's his name? Um, I thought it was somebody with the Rockies. I forget, but yeah, I, I don't know. I saw that, and I'm, I'm a JP believer, so I was like, oh, why? Um, yeah, there's no reason to bench your gold glover. That's my thing, and that's that's the thing that I've, I've seen with a lot of uh, topic discussion is Evan White. Um, I mean, because he never played against AAA pitching, right? And some people want him to spend some time down and uh, with a high affiliate, but... Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm stubborn. So I'm like, I don't know, man. 
Um, but at the same time, you don't want a Mike Z situation. You don't want him to just never find a consistent swing at the major league level. Uh, so I don't know. I'm kind of like, because outside of him at first base, you're looking at story. Jose Marmaleos or maybe, oh, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, who they started at first uh, in his absence has been Marmaleos, and I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, I mean, maybe you could just throw Dylan Moore back in at second and throw Ty France in at first, but, you know. So we'll see on that, but this is where I have to get to the sad part of it. And uh, we're at injury news now. Uh, A trio of injuries came out of the opening homestand. Uh, James Paxton Paxton left the game against the White Sox on Tuesday after throwing 24 pitches. He would be placed on the injury list uh, with a diagnosed forearm strain. Paxton was initially recommended Tommy John surgery, which would end this season, but apparently he's still looking for a second option. And to this point on Monday, we have not heard anything else about it. So at the current juncture, it's just kind of waiting and seeing, but it's not necessarily looking good. Uh, Jake Fraley. Huh? I was just going to say about Paxton, not to be a fatalist. And I, this is all conjecture. I don't have like an inside scoop, obviously, but I feel like all signs are pointing if this is a Tommy John and he misses another season. That's like, I mean, it, it feels like it could spill out the end of his career. He's 33. He's a, he's getting to the, uh, he's been around for a minute. He's a veteran. It would suck. And I hope that's not the case, but I mean, it just doesn't look great in my eyes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's extremely difficult considering that he's had to deal with these injuries before and then he was excited to get back out there and be back in Seattle. But um, that just sucks. Injuries always just suck. Um, So hoping obviously for not to be something like that, but we still have to see, and he's going to Pax is going to get another uh, opinion on it. Uh, Left fielder, Jake Fraley suffered a mild hamstring strain in the same game as Paxton. He would be placed on the 10 day IL. Uh, speaking of Evan White, the white man. Oh, don't want to say that. <laughs> uh, he suffered a mild quad strain in the Wednesday game versus Chicago, so not a good two-day uh, stretch for injuries. Uh, service said that it does not look like he needed to be placed on the IL, and he would have been back tonight versus the Orioles. Obviously, that game got rained out. Uh, Kyle Lewis update. Lewis is expected to be back when the team returns from the road trip. On the 16th, uh, pitcher, pith- yeah, pitcher Anthony Mashevitz was placed on the injury list. Now, it's very interesting because when asked about this, Scott Service said that he couldn't give an official answer on why. Huh. Uh, apparently, it was because it was somewhat COVID-related. Uh, not necessarily that he got it, but that he may have been exposed. Um, oh, that's interesting. Do we Does the MLB not have, like, specific wording for that type of thing? I, don't, I remember reading that... Um, they asked about what injury it was and service was like, I can't give you an official word on that. And I'm like, that's a little odd, but I read before that, uh, that statement was out that it would have been COVID related, but I don't, so I don't know if they're trying to keep that hush hush, or I don't know what necessarily that means uh, for what the situation is, but it's, it's interesting. Uh, Cause I guess it's not at all like physical and he, like he didn't get hurt. Right. Uh, they might just be, uh, taking precautionary measures there uh, for Mr. Mashevitz. Um, and so in response to that move, Eric Swanson was recalled from the alternate training site, um, which leaves us with little uh, left arm 
bullpen help right now. So if you have a left arm and you can throw fast, you might need to apply. Um, I don't think Bennett's left-handed. I uh, am. No. All right, buddy. Well, I'll send you, I'll send an, uh, an application for you. Uh, but also in response to the injuries to Fraley and Pax, uh, Braden Bishop and LJ Newsom were called up from the alternate training site um, here in Seattle. So um, I know Bishop had a contribution. He had a single in uh, one of the Twins games, uh, and I didn't see much of Newsom. But uh, bunt in extra innings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, pretty. But still, you know, to to have Pax get injured at all, let alone so early, you know, just sucks. Um, a- you know, just not fun. Um, just really sucks. Um, looking at the team's current record, one sec, I wish I, I forgot. Teams five and four and third in the AL West um, with the Rangers and the lowly athletics. Uh, yes, I will say lowly just because I don't like them. Um, sitting lower than us right now. I'm trying to see uh, ESPN's not helping me. Trying to see how far ahead. uh... The Astros are pretty far ahead. No, they're only one game. They're six and four. The Astros are? Yeah. The Angels are seven and three. Oh, that's who I thought. Uh, The Rangers are three and seven. Oh, and the Athletics aren't as bad as I thought. They're four and seven. Wow. So obviously. One just a second ago. What happened? Who did they run into? Let's see who they ran into. Oh, the top. Whoa. They ran into the Tigers. They've lost three straight to the Tigers. Wow. Jeez. (laughs) The Tiger. Wait. Yes. Uh, Oh, wait. No, they lost two to the Athletics (laughs) and they lost one to the Tigers. Huh. Interesting. Take it. Um, so they're five and four. They're third in the AL West, and their upcoming schedule is being that they will play two games tomorrow uh, on the 13th, and they will play through the 15th versus the Baltimore Orioles. Then they will come home the 16th through 18th to play the Houston Astros, mm-hmm. and the 19th and 20th to play the reigning defending champs, the LA Dodgers. Uh, I will take the ad for the day, Hom Seattle. Hans has your back in the loving big brother kind of way. Our goal is to change the mental health conversation one heart at a time. Hans has, I don't know if they're sold out quite yet, but they have puffer jackets. Puffer jackets are a big necessity here in Seattle. Um, I think all three of us can agree that like most of the time when it wasn't warm here in Seattle, you could see at least like 10 dudes in the hallways wearing a, like a, a puffy jacket. So, I mean, those weren't allowed at O'Day. So. Uh, well, before that, <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> i remember that no more puffy jackets i was like really bro um but yeah go check out Hans. there's no real like no real reason no real definition of what a puffy jacket was either <laughs> um but as we head into the seattle sounders who are still in their preseason but that will change quite soon uh, injury news, Nicholas Ladero is likely out three to four weeks with an injury. Coach Brian Schmetzer would then say after that injury was announced that it's day-to-day and he could have played in the preseason match against San Diego Loyal. Uh, he stated that the injury was on a minor scale and that if it was a major injury, he would have jumped out ahead of it and let them know. Uh, about 7,000 tickets will be made available to season ticket holders on April 13th. Unsold tickets will be made available to the general public on the 14th of April. Uh, 4,000, whoop, nope, 
forward, Raul Ruiz finally rejoined the team after being stuck in Peru for most of the season and put up 10 shots against the San Diego Loyal in that preseason game and only one half. Uh, new MLS COVID-19 protocols, teams will continue to use charter flights, wear masks while not playing or training, and are barred from high-risk activities. These high-risk activities include travel on commercial airlines, attending clubs or bars, hosting house parties, eating meals at restaurants and doors, attending events that are not uh, socially distanced, among other things. So, the Sanders will play their first game of the year at home versus the Minnesota United Loons uh, here on the 16th uh, to open up their season. Uh, the Seattle Storm in their offseason, the team released images of the new uniforms uh, to go along with their new logos. They will be available for purchase on the 14th. Have you guys seen these new uh, jerseys? No, I'm looking it up right now. No, nope, don't do it. I'm going to do a share screen. I'm going to do a share screen. Oh, okay. Do the share screen. Um, boop, 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 beep, beep, boop. That's the choice to do. When we're in person, we can even share screens. Uh, yeah, we're not in person. Hey, where'd the images go? All right, gonna look it up now. Nope, I got it. I got it right now. How do I make Ooh. this bigger? I Ooh. see like all the new WNBA jerseys. That one's nice. I like that one. I like the yellow one. I hate the fact that they oversaturated with ads on their jerseys, though. Like, why you got to ruin their jerseys? All the basketball teams are like, let's just throw logos. Like, I, I know like that. Watching it don't the Clippers? League. The Clippers have the Bumble logo on theirs. The Lakers yeah. have the fucking Wish.com. Logo. Yeah, I don't like that. But like, I feel like it's like it doesn't really distract. Like these look like soccer jerseys, but how they have it in the middle of it, like the Swedish, the mm, ATT. I, like, I just don't like women's basketball jerseys. And I was like, why you guys got to do their jerseys like that? <laughs> There's no reason why they can't look the exact same as the men's. I don't know what y'all doing. Uh, I'd be liking. I like the yellow one. I like. The, I like. See, I like the yellow one. It's the same for me, like with the Sounders jersey, where like it says Zoo Lily for no reason, super big. Like, why does it say Swedish right there? They could just have the ones on the shoulders, and that would be cool. Well, that's a marketing thing. They paid. Yeah, I know, them. but it's like, can we? I don't, figure it I don't out? mind the white ones. I don't mind the yellow ones. I'm just not a huge fan of the black. Yeah, the black aren't really doing it for me right now. But uh, yeah, the black's not doing it for me. I like kind of like the homage that you see for like the the Sonics in the in a way for the yellow and the white ones. Though. I really wish that like we'd have one <laughs> for. Uh, I wish the Seahawks would have a uh, black, black alternate. Yeah. Don't you like the lime green? See, I don't like the Jets, but I love their uniform. the The black and a black and emerald green that goes hard to me. Same with the the Cardinals. Well, a lot of the NFL's issue is that they just don't want to mess with the helmet rule. Um, yeah, which is so stupid to me. But that's kind of it for uh, Storm News. The draft is actually on the 15th here, and I put out the draft piece, uh, so that's up to view. Sailor uh, Kraken is nothing really that like important necessarily to the actual team itself, but former FX McCrory's owner, Mick McHugh, to run the Kraken Bar and Grill in Northgate uh, at the Northgate Training Facility. Uh, the new facility will have three ice rinks beginning this fall, hosting hockey games from morning to late night, featuring the inaugural training camp for the Kraken. Uh, practices for the team at all levels of youth, figure skating. You're going to see Omari doing some figure skating there. Triple uh, Absolutely. And all levels of youth, uh, public skating, learn to skate clinics and classes, learn to play sessions. 
curling, Bennett will do curling, uh, broom ball, and more. The Kraken Bar and Grill will feature a capacity of 300 plus patrons, obviously, where it's safe in the dining and bar areas, private dining space for 40. That's where Bennett and I and Omari will have our big kind of, no, I'm kidding, I don't know. Uh, overlooks of the two of the three rinks, positioned between the Kraken's rink one, practice rink, and rink two. 17 televisions, also views of the 15-foot by 25-foot LED video board in rink one. The kitchen led by an executive chef serving a fan favorites menu to customers and preparing cracking players, training center meals and snacks under the guidance of Gary Roberts, the team's sports science and performance consultant. The menu will offer quality uh, locally sourced food and drink with FX McCrory's influence. Uh, Bro, are they paying you for this? No. That's just the statement. That's just the statement. <laughs> uh, yes, actually, we are sponsored. We will be recording all of the uh, episodes. No. Uh, and then San Transit announced that the new U District, Roosevelt, and Northgate stations were open on October 2nd. Oh, wow. Um, do you think that you would visit the facility whenever that is ready? Oh, dude, for sure. Like, I, I'm super into the fact that we're getting a light rail station down there to begin with, just because Northgate previously was such an inaccessible place. Like... You either have to drive 45 minutes there because of traffic, or you take this like the bus and like, take like an hour, two hours, like fucking go to South Center or something. <laughs> um, so like, I'm glad they're kind of revamping that area, and it doesn't seem to be a super big point of gentrification either because it's still going to be a shopping center. Yeah, so, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Seattle shaky on that one. Like, it smells like gentrification, but I don't know if it tastes like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. So I'll have to go check it out for myself. So for sure, I think it. Uh, I think it's interesting, um, and I, I I do want to take a look at it when when it's safe and when it's ready. And we'll get Omari up there for some broom ball lessons, and we'll all be really yes, good. really. Good. I don't even know what broom ball is. That's actually fine. <laughs> I I know what curling is. I'm pretty. What in the godforsaken? Oh, it's quite literally. It looks like hockey, but with these weirdly shaped. Are these brooms? Well, Chuck. They're weird. Don't say it. They don't look. Uh, they look like somebody took brooms, but took like the little bristles off of them. Interesting. Um, and then heavy construction on Climate Pledge Arena is officially complete. So now, the. We're getting closer. We're getting closer to hockey here. Uh, there's officially, by the time this is out, officially 99 days until the expansion draft. Um, so we're getting there. We're getting there. The team's supposed to be fleshing out. The team is supposed to uh, complete their final payment for the expansion fee uh, by the end of the month. So maybe I'll have Bennett chip in a little bit just so it can go faster. Um, heading into the OL rain, uh, the team signed a fourth goalkeeper, uh, Fallon. Tell us, Joyce, through the 2022 season. Uh, really kind of interesting there, considering they already had three goalkeepers on the roster and Karen Bardsley, Ella Diederich, and uh, Cosette Morche. Um, all talented goalkeepers, but it's just interesting to me that they have four on the roster right now. And the team secured a new training field for 2021. The team will train on the newly laid grass field at Bellarmine Prep in Tacoma. Uh, the club will still play its matches at Cheney Stadium home of the Tacoma Rainiers. Uh, the training field is only five minutes away from Cheney Stadium, so yeah. players will be shuttled from their locker room at Cheney to the new training field via buses acquired by the club recently. 
the club is still looking and reviewing its options for giving the rain its own facility to train and compete. Uh, so the rain basically came out and said, we're not, because I guess there were rumors that they might move the team. Excuse me. Uh, they came out and said that, no, we're going to invest in this team and give them a real stadium simply because, I mean, they used to play a Memorial stadium up here in Seattle and that was cool. Um, just to be able to go there. Cause obviously, you know, if you know us that, Oh, they play those plays a good amount of their games at Memorial. Um, but the, the, the team since moving to Tacoma has been playing in Shaney stadium where the Tacoma Rainiers play baseball, baseball. Um, and they said that they've been looking to at properties and warehouses and areas down in the Tacoma area where they're going to get a actual uh, playing facility for the team. So interesting to see that develop in Bellarmine prep, uh, have that newly laid grass field is definitely something, a step in that direction. Uh, for upcoming games, the rain will play their first game of the 2021 challenge cup this Friday versus the Houston dash at home. Uh, so be make sure to, ch- well, sadly they, they play their games and they're streamed on Paramount plus, which I didn't know actually existed. Uh, everybody's got their own streaming service now, but it's a way to watch the team. Uh, Sonics news. This is where it's, it gets interesting because this isn't directly related to the Sonics, right? But it, 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 it's, it's a topic of discussion. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, I mean, if you're a Seattle fan, you, a Seattle Mariners fan, you probably know who that guy is. Uh, and, a, left you. and a group uh, purchased, uh, I don't remember what the full details were, but they had stake in buying the Minnesota Timberwolves, and there was a lot of buzz that they might move the team to Seattle. Now this is this is interesting because I don't want that to happen. I mean, obviously we all want a basketball team back, but I don't think it would be fair to have a team ripped out just like we had our team ripped out. No, um, it just wouldn't be right, and I don't think there's any point in moving a team out of Minnesota. I don't think that makes sense. Um, obviously, it'd be great to have you know have a team with Cat and uh, Anthony Edwards. And- yeah, I was about to say I actually really like the Timberwolves. Like they're not okay, a good team. Yeah. But, but like, I like their pieces. But realize what it would do to Minnesota, you know, just like us. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be like moving to OKC where there's nothing and it's just a barren wasteland. Um, Except for the fucking basketball team. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They have yeah. nothing else. Um, but I don't know. I just, it, I, I wouldn't, I would turn that down. Because, uh, I mean, with the expansion coming, there's no point, you know. And, and from what I understand, the league wants to expand anyway and not relocate. So, and I think there's a clause in it when they bought it for them not to move it. So there was all this buzz that it was going to happen. And I mean, it looked cool. There's an edit of uh, D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns in the Sonics jersey, but it, it we'll have our own team. I don't think. I'm so confused. Everyone's <clears throat> like, bring back the Sonics. Could we even get that name back? <laughs> See, that's the thing too is I don't know if it will be the Sonics. I don't know. I also get really pissed off whenever I see the graphics where it's like teams with NBA championships and some idiot puts the OKC logo there. OKC ain't win shit. And they don't think they will win shit. Yeah, nobody counts that for like the Titans because the Oilers. Well, oh. the Oilers ever win in a I don't know. No, I don't think they won a title. Oh, know. they got close. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't. That's an extra thing because I've thought about that. It's like, will they still be the Sonics? But oh, I haven't been changing hats. Uh oh. Um, do you have an OL Rain and? Uh, no. Yeah, that's how I pay attention. So I'm like, I think I'm changing hats. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
Uh, no dragons news. I mean, we still have to wait till next year. We might learn more uh, towards the. Huh. I said thanks, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Thanks, thanks, Dwayne Johnson, who might run for president. Right, you saw that. Um, Gotta say his whole name, Chuck. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. The jabroni beating. Do I have to go into his whole WWE shtick? Oh, you I smell a, what he's I cooking. Want to do something really quick. I want to do something real quick just before we get into the the very long U Dub section. Uh, I just want to see something. Omari, do you which games do you think we win tomorrow? Do you think we win both games? Do you think we win one or the other? Uh, what are you talking about? The baseball games. I think oh. we are gonna win um, both games. Both games. Okay. What by what score? For both uh, games or combined? For, 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 for both games. Uh, I would say we win, I want to say like first game, we win, it's close. No, it's not close. Like maybe six to two. Nah, four to two, four to two. Four to two. Uh, okay. Second game, I definitely see, you know, you got a lot more emotion going into the second game, I feel like. Like, I feel like win or lose, whoever, like, win or lose is going to be mad. Like, we just lost this fucking game. We're not losing the second one. You know, normally you have time to settle down, like, if you play the next day. But I feel like that emotion is going to be going right, because how spaced out are the games? Uh, One sec. Um, well, the first one's at 105. Um, trying to... Second one's probably me... at 10, then. Well, I mean... Like, 410 so for them. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, four, yeah, 105 and then 405. Yeah. Mm, okay, yeah. So that's that's a, some that's not even that much time in between the games. So I feel like that's going to be a huge factor. Making the score a little bit closer. Mm, I want to say 5-6. Five, 5-6 six. Five, okay. six Yeah, 5-6 manners. Okay, so you know how you have, like, the octopus see if they can predict the World Cup? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see if we can do that with Omari and get him to predict the World Series for us somewhere along yeah, the way. Yeah, watch, watch him, like, lead us to on the string. Okay. I mean, win, wins aren't improbable tomorrow. I mean, the both wins are improbable. I mean, the Orioles are bringing, like, a three-game skid into this series. Uh, in the second game, Dean Kremer is pitching, and he's got a 9.00 ERA. Uh, where he got drubbed against the uh, the Yank, well, I mean the Yankees, but uh, I don't know, not a you know could be pretty spot on. So, wait, what did you say? Let me write that down. You said four to two and six to five. Yeah. All right, we'll remember that. They could watch him get them both. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I had the same logic when the Lakers, because I bet it on the Nuggets to beat the Lakers when they first played this season. Because like, okay, the Nuggets are gonna want revenge, right? No, Jokic fucking choked. Choked and I lost fifty fucking dollars. I was pissed. Uh, I, was pissed. I don't ever sports bet on basketball. Well, no, right? We're not allowed. Oh, Tom, Tom Brady won it back for me. It's okay. I may or may not have a bookie. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I was getting, getting into the as Bennett said, lengthy UW section. Uh, you know, football junior wide receiver Giles Jackson transferred to Washington from Michigan. Uh, not too much to say about Jackson. He's a returner, hasn't seen too much uh, too much play at the wide receiver position, but he's fast and dynamic with good speed and returnability. So the team lost what five wide receivers to the transfer portal in game two. But from what I understand, is there's a good under there's a good uh, a good feeling about the wide receivers in those groups. So it'll be interesting to see uh, to get 
back to the transfer portal. Wait, who did they? What wide receivers did they lose? Uh, refreshing for the audience. Shoot, Ben, you're gonna put me on the spot here. I know that Puka Nakua left to go to BYU. Puka left. Yes, he went to BYU with his brother to be uh, pushed at home. Uh, let me see transfers. I wonder if there's like a list I can look at. Uh, Spiker left. Marquis Spiker, Austin Osborne. This doesn't help me. 2021, please. Oh, goodness. This is a mess. 24-7 sports. you got to help me out here, guys. But then isn't – so that means UW's losing players in all their sports because I heard that the, a lot of players are in the transfer portal for basketball too. Oh, I'm getting there. Don't worry. Uh, Ty Jones went to Fresno State. Marquis Spiker's in the portal. Austin Osborne's in the portal. And Jordan Chin is in the portal. Damn. Uh, the team did add to the portal Brendan Radley-Hiles from Oklahoma, Jeremiah Martin from Texas A&M, Jalen Polk from Texas Tech, uh, Patrick O'Brien from Colorado State. Uh, yes, that's it for 2021. Speaking of uh, transfer portal and basketball, the men's team lost Eric Stevenson, who transferred in from Wichita State last year. Uh, Stevenson's headed to South Carolina. Raekwon Battle transferred to Montana State. Uh, Wasn't trying to be a real hometown hero. Yeah, I don't know. I think that it might be time for uh, Hopkins to go. Um, it's just, I'm, I'm frustrated with the basketball team. Uh, no women's news today after last week they hired uh, Tina Langley from Rice. Uh, baseball, the team played a series against Arizona State. April 9th versus Arizona State. They lost three to two in 16 innings. Yes, 16. That was a long, long game. Uh and the team would hold on, but then due to an error, the team would give up a run in that 16th inning. And that was I, – I watched some of that game. I watched the end of that because I was up late and it was on, so I said, hell, I'll turn it on. Didn't end well. Uh, I played the game with her. That game was first baseman Will Simpson with two hits, two RBIs, and one walk. April 10th versus Arizona State, who would lose one to eight. Play the game was right fielder Christian Jones with two hits and one run. April 11th versus Arizona State, they would win 13-6. to uh, Play the game was first baseman Will Simpson again with three hits, three RBIs, two runs, and one walk. Team record is currently 11-16, and 16, and they are still last in the Pac-12. Their upcoming schedule is they will play April 13th at the Portland Pilots and our friend Ben Pataxel. April 16th versus Texas State. April 17th and 18th also versus Texas State. All at home, those games against Texas State. Um, I'm, oh, I didn't give the uh, dunce cap. Or what should I call it? Cone of shame. Cone of shame uh, to the men's basketball team for losing two more guys at the transport portal. Ay, ay, ay. Softball this week, uh, April 9th at Oregon State. The team would win 2 to nothing. A player of the game, uh, number one, would be shortstop Sis Bates with one hit and two runs. Player of the game, also number two, would be pitcher Gabby Plain with seven innings pitch, two hits, Allowed zero runs, zero earned runs, and 12 strikeouts. April 10th at Oregon State, they would win 4-2. to two. Play of the game would be second base, Bailey Klingler with two hits. I mean, one hit, one run, one RBI, one walk, and one stolen base. April 10th at Oregon State, they would lose 1-3 to three in that second game of the doubleheader. Uh, play of the game would be the designated hitter, Noel He, with one hit, which was a homer, one run, and one RBI. April 11th at Oregon State, the team would win 2-1, to one. play of the game number one. Uh, similar to that, April 9th game would be Sis Bates with two hits, 
her first home run in 150 games, uh, one run and one RBI. Player of the game number two, again, would be Gabby Plain with six innings pitched, one hit, zero runs, zero earned runs, zero walks, and eight strikeouts. I don't know. Baseball question. Yes. How often do people be getting home runs? Because uh, you said that one girl hit her first one in 150 yeah. games. Like, is that oh, bad? Somebody, somebody who's like a speed player, like a D like Gordon, D Gordon type, they're gonna hit a home run once in a blue moon. But if you're in like a full season, they might have like what three. under 10. Yeah, under 10 uh, single if digits. Like, if you're a guy like a designated hitter or a gal like a designated hitter, person like a designated hitter, uh, you're gonna be hitting upwards of I don't even. Because that's your job. In college, probably not so much, like 35 or so, but... The top guys in D1 right now have, like, 15. Yeah. So, a good amount of home runs. Uh, Yeah. 30-plus on a good year. Yeah. 40. I'd say it's synonymous to quarterbacks throwing touchdowns. Yeah, that makes sense. To me, at least. What? Um, They throw touchdowns pretty often. Like with Chris Davis, there was a year Omari. This dude hit 55 home runs in a season, and he's kind of fallen off the face of the earth since then. Run in a season. I want to see 72 games in a season. 162. Damn, why did I think there were 72 games in a season? What is that? That's NBA. Oh, Uh, the most home runs in a year in a season is uh, Barry Bonds with 73. No, it's Hank Aaron. Is it? In a it season? Who's right below Barry Bonds? Mark McGuire was 70. Oh, then it's Mark McGuire. Nope. Who's right below Mark McGuire? Sammy Sosa. Sure. Was 66 and 98. Do you have a problem with Barry Bonds? Uh, he's a fucking juice head, so yeah. Giancarlo oh. Stan had 59 homers in 2017, so that, I was looking for the closest one. Um, Hank Aaron's a home run king. I'm not going to. We're not going to get away from that. Um, or may he rest in peace, but anyway, yeah. I mean, home runs, I'd say, yeah, that's a good comparison because I think 30 is a pretty good number. Yeah, um, just like if a quarterback throws 30 touchdowns, you're like, all right. And there was a thing, Omari, where like the last last few years, Bennett, where the balls have been, I guess, a certain way where they've hit more home runs. Yeah, they changed it this season. And they made it this year. They're like, yeah, we're not going to let that happen. So they Isn't changed the ball. Isn't that stupid? Isn't that dumb? Because you think like... more people. So, Omari, if you go to a baseball game, are you going to want to see home runs? Of course. Yeah. See, so <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I'm sure pitchers like that and defensive minds like that. But, I mean, at the same time, if you want to bring in more people. Well, also, Omari and listener, to give context, Manfred has been this big guy who's like, we want to make baseball more exciting, more fun, more efficient. And I think like a home run is a good way to make a baseball game more fun. If you don't if you go to a game that isn't a no-hitter and there's no home runs, like a one to nothing game. Like a one to nothing, two to nothing game and you watch that on TV, you're like, "Wow, I kind of want my time back." Like a lot of the Felix games where he would get no run support. Yeah, and we'd lose by like one cuz somebody Poor Felix it was just like ouch but anyways yeah I, I i don't get changing the ball to make it harder to hit a home run off of but anyways that, that's a long answer to a short question yes um in team related news center fielder Jaden jalen alchin won freshman of the week honors last week it was her first weekly honor of a career and her first freshman of the week honor of the season for 
Oh, for the Husky women. Uh, and the Husky sweep of Cal Alchin hit 60. Oh, no, wait. Uh, a slash of 0. 0.600, 0. 0.583, and 0. 0.700 with hits in all four games. She has a now set or match for 2020 season totals in every offensive category, doing so in five fewer starts and 14 fewer at-bats. And Gabby Plain earned her fourth Pac-12 Pitcher of the Week award this year, the most by a Husky since Danielle Laurie in 2010. And Gabby Plain is currently 20-0 and 0 at this point in the season. That's pretty fucking good. Um, the team's national ranking is still sixth. The team record is 31 and five, and they are third in the Pac 12. Don't know how that makes sense. Uh, but their upcoming schedule they will play four games against Oregon one on the 16th, two on the 17th, and one on the 18th. Uh, for men's soccer, the team would play uh, on the 8th of April versus UCLA on senior day and win in consistent, consistent, yeah, no, convincing fashion. I forgot the word convincing five to one. Uh, Kendall Burks would score a brace and be named Pac-12 Player of the Week. Uh, Nick Scardina uh, at four would also get a brace, and Charlie Ostrom would have three assists. Uh, so some big games there. A uh, big win on senior day. The team is 10-2, and two, ranked fourth in the nation, second in the Pac-12, and will play April 17th in their final game of the year at number nine, Stanford. Uh, the women's team, April 9th versus number 22. Oh, no. April 9th versus Oregon. They would win in double overtime, one to nothing. Amira Hassan would be the play of the game uh, with a goal in the 105th minute and golden goal rules. For those who do not understand what golden goal rules are, is basically if you score a goal in that extra overtime, it's done. It's just like a sudden death in a way. Um, April 11th versus Oregon State, the team would win two to nothing. Uh, Olivia Vanderjack and Summer Yates would score goals. The team is 9-3-2 and two, with a national ranking of 22nd. Fourth in the Pac-12, and they will play April 16th at Washington State. Washington State tends to have a good soccer program for the women, so that might be a tough game. Volleyball, the team did not play a game this week as they are waiting uh, for their tournament game on April 15th. They're waiting for Towson and Dayton to play on the 14th of this week. Uh, But to go in the weekend review for the volleyball team, junior LMA Powell won the Pac-12 Setter of the Year Award. Head coach Keegan Cook named Pac-12 Coach of the Year. And Samantha Dreschel, Claire Hoffman were both named the All-Pac-12 team. Lauren Sanders and Marin Grote were named as honorable mentions. And Maddie Ensley was named the seven-player Pac-12 All-Freshman team. The team is still ranked sixth in the nation. That hasn't changed. Pac-12 rank is first. That has not changed. And their record is 17-3, and and they have not changed. So, uh, slower week for the guys who play in the gridiron and wear blue. Uh, The Mariners... Uh, are just kind of getting the swing of things early season still uh, still have some guys to add off of injury in relation to Kyle Lewis. Um, and they will play that double header tomorrow. Omari's prediction are four to two and five to six wins tomorrow. So we will see about that. Uh, Sounders will play their first game of the week on the 16th. First game of the year. Pardon me. The rain will play their first game of the year in the 16th. The storm will have their draft starting on the 15th. Um, so, like I said last week, we're really kind of getting into some start of the season for some of these professional teams. Obviously, some of these Husky teams are getting towards the end of their season. Um, but we're getting there. We're getting there, folks. Um, and it's good to have a full house this week. And uh, as we get into summer here, we're getting closer to closer to having uh, in-person recording sessions. So that'll be interesting. Uh, I'll have to figure out how that works with microphones and all that and uh, maybe Bennett can bring snacks. Um, Bennett's very chefy if you follow him on Instagram. 
Um, but yeah, so we will be back on Tuesday, the 20th next week. I will not say the thing Bennett tells me not to say because I remembered it. See you next Tuesday. I'm not done yet. I was getting to that. Are you, are you going to say the thing that we were talking about earlier? Oh, the thing about the new thing? Yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say the new thing. Omari, do you want to talk about the new thing? Yes. Coming very soon to Spotify near you. Not just Spotify. Com- not just Spotify, but wherever you listen to your podcast at. There you go. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, still a work in progress on the title, but we're trying to get production going as soon as possible, so we might be recording this week. Uh, untitled comic book podcast where we'll be talking about anything comic book related right now i think in the first few episodes they're probably going to focus on uh falcon and the winter soldier song show going on right now I but like the we'll song see too. How we, yeah no it's a, it's the good like the little ending credit song yeah you know what i'm talking about but uh yeah no we'll see where we go from there with that you know another podcast with hopefully your three favorite podcast hosts Unless it's Pat McAfee, then uh, I'm okay with that. But anybody else, I'm kind of mad. But uh, yeah. Thank you, Omari, for that. But yes, that will be coming soon. Um, I think in one of these days, I need to make a website that has like both all three of these on them. Um, but yeah, that will be coming here in the near future. I think we still have to figure out when we're going to upload these. But uh, yeah, so as we head to summer here, there's going to be a lot going on. So just prepare yourself mentally physically whatever you need to do and we will be back on the 20th of april um who wants to do the funny thing who want to do the funny thing to end the recording i might as well ah! Baba boy.